Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Jeff Cohn with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top agents and brokers from across the country, across brokerage brands, to help you build and scale a dominant real estate team in your marketplace. I have a great guest today who attended our Team Building Workshop almost four years ago. It would have been back in 2015. His name's Brian Kraft. Brian has expanded his footprint into six states, mostly I believe in the Midwest, but we'll let him speak to that. And he has some amazing numbers to share with us today. We're gonna talk about scaling, we're gonna talk about marketing, we're gonna talk about creating an org chart so that you have direct reports that can help you build your business so that you don't have to have a job, so that you can focus on the things that you absolutely love to do. And I know Brian, you have a lot of hobbies yourself. I know we've connected on hunting. Uh, For a while he was sponsored. I think you guys had a hunting show or maybe even still do. So Brian, welcome to the show. Uh, we have a lot to get into today. I know we keep these episodes short and brief, so a lot of people are going to be wanting more, and I know we will share with the audience a way for them to get in touch with you. So, Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So why don't you share with the audience? I kind of threw out some numbers there as far as states are concerned. I would love for you just to go back to maybe 10, 15 years ago. What got you into real estate? How did you decide yep. to start your own brokerage? And then, of course, how did you expand? Because Having a brokerage and a team is one thing, but then being able to take that even across the city, across the state, and across the country is a completely other thing. No problem, yeah. So uh, I'm originally not from the Midwest, as you can probably tell from my accent. I'm originally from the South. I'm from Mississippi originally. I've been involved in real estate since uh, basically since 1996. I owned a lot of other businesses and still own businesses, so I'm all about scaling my businesses. I'm all about systems and processes. That way I can build businesses that run. They're actually businesses and not a J-O-B. I don't build anything that requires me to be there every day, all day. Otherwise, it's not a business. Businesses work no matter where I'm at. So uh, I relocated from Mississippi to the Midwest because of my hunting, which you mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, I did, we do film, still film, uh, with Heartland Bowhunter TV is what it's called. Uh, recently just got some awards for our, for our television show, which is a great honor. It's kind of like winning an Emmy. A uh, <laughs> little moose you see back here in the background, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, so that, that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks, man. So that's actually what brought me to the Midwest. I was hunting in the Midwest, loved it, and just started growing roots. Came home, told my wife, so like, hey, you know, I really want to uh, want to move to the Midwest. And so we just started traveling around, trying to find a place to live. And so that's how I got here. Okay, so where uh, are you now? Where'd you land? I'm in Overland Park, Kansas is actually where I based my business at. Uh, we looked at a lot of different places, but Overland Park uh, wasn't built on just one. It's kind of like a melting pot of a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. So I felt like there was a lot of opportunity here for me to do whatever I wanted to do and open whatever businesses. I'm always searching for opportunities. Uh, I think that's the big thing from all uh, entrepreneurs is being able to identify opportunities and being able to uh, you know, capitalize on those opportunities, which is what we did in the real estate world too. So back to uh, 1998, 1996, I was making money in other businesses, needed some place to put it, which is right up your alley. You know, I started investing it in real estate and that kind of got me uh, acclimated to real estate. I was uh, buying commercial properties. I was spec building houses, <clears throat> developing stuff. It was uh, got to the point where I couldn't find enough to buy. And so there wasn't enough inventory. So I just decided to start building it myself. 
So just started building it, owning it, selling it, redoing it. Uh, same thing you do with houses. I was doing it with office buildings and complexes. I'd go in and buy an entire office building, start moving tenants out that weren't paying enough rent, get their rents up, redo it level by level by level, turn around, sell it for a cap rate, make some money, uh, keep some of them, hold some of them, kind of like your plan with, with uh, residential real estate. I was sure. just doing it commercial. Okay. And still cool. still do it. So that's kind of how I got started. I ended up with enough inventory that I actually never was licensed, which is what I wanted to say. Wasn't actually licensed to sell anyone else's, but I had enough inventory that I was selling my own. So I understood the game really very mm-hmm. well. Moved to the Midwest. Uh, I moved up here to start investing in land, which is kind of a side thing I was doing in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's right up my alley. It is my niche. You know, I don't I, personally, I don't sell homes. Uh, I only sell land. I only sell recreational tracks personally. But in the world of land sales, I mean, you really have to sell land. You can't just sell one type, just like you guys. You can't right. just sell $1 million homes. There's not enough of them. So right. we can't just sell hunting land. We have to sell all types. So, sure. Uh, but but that's that's kind of where it landed. I, I came up here to the Midwest, realized that I really, I was trying to learn um, land so I could invest in it. That's that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to do is just start buying and selling farms. But I realized I just didn't know enough about it. And I thought the best way to do that would be, you know what? I can get my market knowledge, which is something we teach all of our agents. It's something that you have to have. Uh, I said, I can get my market knowledge. I'll just get my license. That'll force me to be in it every day. I can understand what's going on. What year was that? That was in uh, 2008, 2009. And the reason I bring that up with our listeners, that's 10 years ago. So Actually, it was 2011. Sorry, 2011. And that's the year we launched my team. First year was 2012. So this is like eight years ago. And the reason I always Mm -hmm. ask our guests these questions, Brian, is a lot of times people think to get to where you are, it's going to be 40 years away. And that's what I thought. (laughs) When I launched my team, I never dreamed I'd be doing over 100 million, have 30 plus agents. I thought I would, but maybe like into my 50s and 60s, 30 years down the road, you can do it a lot faster. We're going to Un, um, unwrap essentially the exact strategy yep. Brian implemented. So you get licensed in 2000, you said 11? Yep. Okay. I did. Because you're ready to, to do license. more than just your own stuff. You need a license now. I just wanted to learn. I just, I just knew I could get my market knowledge. If it forced okay. me to be in it every day and talking to landowners every day, I could okay. find what they needed. And I just okay. realized that there was a big need in the land business is why we started our own brokerage. And this is have, in, in uh, and around the Overland Park area. Uh, started off actually the yeah. whole, you know, kind of Kansas, Kansas, yeah. Missouri, Kansas city area. Yep. So there's not enough land sales going on around towns. You really got to expand, which is why we've mastered the art of getting into other States. You really have to understand how to scale because you can't scale like you guys from one zip sure. code to the next Hey, we farm for, for the listeners that have lasted up to this point. Cause I know there's Heidi's listening to this and it's very detailed. We're going to keep in the details, but let's give somebody a nice fat carrot. What are you going to do in 2019? <laughs> let's just jump right to it. And then we'll go back to the story. So in 2011, yeah, we're going to be 2019. What are you going to do yeah. this year? Yeah, uh, let's see. This year in, in sales volume, we're going to end up somewhere around eight million in GCI. Eight point two five. Not 8. volume. Eight million in gross oh, commission income. Okay, that's correct. Yeah, GCI okay. is right about eight million. That's up from five million last year. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's huge increase, especially in yeah, the market. It's been like that right? every year. Just yeah, continuing like to grow every year. And what yeah. states are you in? Uh, currently, we're in Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, South Dakota. Um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, just got licensed in Nebraska where you are. And okay. uh, there's a couple more states on our radar screen that we're going to go Of into. course there are. And um, if someone were to want to reach out to you and be one of the expansion teams or expansion brokerages, whatever you're calling them, how yep. would they get in touch with you and what are you looking uh, for? 
Yeah, email is the best for me. Um, bcraft at midwestlandgroup.com. That's the simple one, B-C-R-A-F-T at midwestlandgroup.com is how you get. I mean, that's the name of our company, Midwest Land Group. We're pretty easy to find. If you search that, you'll, you're going to find us. Okay. Um, but that's the easiest way to get in touch with Perfect. Me. They can that's also simple. follow us. Yeah. Tell them where, what's your social media tag, okay? Yeah, Instagram's email, MW Land Group, MW Land Group. And on Facebook, it's Midwest Land Group. All right, pretty simple. You can follow along and you can reach out in any of those places. Okay, 8 million in GCI. Uh, the highest I've ever been is 3.2 million. That was two years ago with 40 agents. Um, we've done expansion as well. Our expansion, we chose to convert that into coaching. So I suppose if I took the credit of all my coaching clients, I'd probably beat you in GCI. But we won't count that because I don't own those expansion teams, right? I just help yeah. influence those expansion teams. So let's speak exactly to what you did. And we had to keep this under 20 minutes from 2011 yeah. to 2019, because everyone listening would like to do exactly what you did and go to 8 million yeah. GCI. And I'd be curious if you're willing to share with the audience, you know, we're really serious on this show talking about profit and loss statements, because if you run a true you business, you know out of that gross commission, what percentage you keep as net, how much is your overhead, mm -hmm. and I'd be curious to know how much is getting paid out in commission income to the teams that are actually doing the sales in the field. Yeah, and I'd also be that. curious, if you know the numbers in 19, how many units that was and what your average land deal goes for, if you have those numbers. Yeah. 2019, uh, we're at 760 units as of today at the end of Q3. Okay. So uh, we're probably going to end up at somewhere almost around what, 850, almost 1,000, yep. 900, somewhere around in there. Average yep. deal is about 330,000 bucks. Okay. So nothing fancy. Nope. Nope. Not, it's not like we're selling $17 million farms every day right. trying to get to those numbers. Yeah. I mean, and we're, it doesn't need to butter. be fancy, right? No, it what, just needs to be scalable. What's the average commission? Uh, seven, well, beep, beep. <laughs> we, we, we average about 13,000 bucks. And I think I can ask that. Yeah. Right. Like I think you can say your average commission charge, like in Omaha right now, ours is 6%. We typically pay yeah. out in Omaha 40%. We pay out two, four, but it's not always right. And so we're not price fixing that. So you'd say your no, average we, uh, we, land we charge commission 7%. is 7%. Okay. And what do you pay out on a land deal? Just out of curiosity, if you don't bring the buy side. Well, so that's so we break ours down completely different than most of you guys uh, in the residential world. So you'll be interested to hear how we do it. We had to we had to devise something that worked so that referrals could be referred out. In the land business, we're generating leads that I have to give someone to something in Nebraska. So right. we had to internally build some sort of re referral structure that actually worked. So forty percent everything we do, every single transaction is broke down the exact same way: forty, thirty, twenty, ten. Okay. 40% uh, always goes to the agent wearing the agent hat. That's the dude that takes the phone call, goes out, closes the deal, whatever. Uh, we, every single transaction also has a referral portion. If it's your SOI, you're paying the referral to yourself, but we have to allocate a value to that referral source so they understand exactly where this stuff's coming from. They'll get hung up in, oh, well, I get 70% of this one, only 40% of that. No, you're doing two different things. Right. Your referral source gave you 30%. Your agent hat only gave you 40% of that transaction. So our whole company is based around that. So you got 40% going to the agent, 30% going to the referral fee. So if it's SOI. Right. But if you bring it, you keep it. Yeah, exactly. But if it came, because a lot of land deals, it's like, hey, this guy's buying a farm two hours away. I'm That's not going to represent him. I wouldn't be doing my fiduciary responsibility. That's I'll right. refer it to Brian in Overland Park. That's correct. Who's a specialist at it? That's, that's right. what exactly. And they're what keeping we do. 30. So, anyone listening to this, you'll pay out a 30% referral fee on a land deal in all of these yep. different markets that you're in. Yep. All day, every day. That's how we okay. built our company. That's okay. exactly right, which is typically more than what's getting paid out. Sure, 25 we, we is probably your norm. We understand exactly what the cost is associated with those leads. So, of course. we're like, hey, man, yeah, no brainer.
Okay, um, so 70 if the age is from SOI. So 40, 30, and then where the 2010 goes? 20 goes to the uh, brokerage itself, 10% goes to local marketing. Because every time we go to these different states, you have to turn on some sort of marketing machine. You've yep. got economy of scale there in Omaha. Yep. You, I mean, you're, you're doing exactly what you're doing. There's, you don't have to do the exact same thing in another state, in another state, in another state. Right. So we have to have some funds available to be able to scale yep. that. So 10% of So 10% of the GCI market. is going yep. back to marketing in that place. So if they make Where 100 they grand, 10 grand's going back to them. It's feeding them. I love that. That's it's not correct. coming out of the brokerage 20%. That's going to be profit for you. And then, of course, you have yep. all your internal overhead. So would you say That's out correct. of that $8 million, you're keeping around 10 to 15% in net profit after all of your costs? Well, it, de it depends. It de so you're, you're talking about it from like running a team. Um, running so a in company. the team part of it, the team inside the brokerage, I would receive 30% referrals from anything I gave anyone. And then I would work off of whatever it cost me to get the lead generation okay, so in there. Okay, so the 10% gets paid for by the expansion partner. And then you, though, are the vehicle that generates all of those leads. And you have your special way of generating those leads. And they have to then pay you a 30% referral fee. But they themselves are taught and trained on how to generate their own leads as well, just like I would absolutely to generate leads the same yes. way I'm generating leads. Yes, great point, Jeff. And what we do, we, we've, we learn this the hard way. So if you want a little nugget, this is one of them. We learned the hard way that if, if we build a team that is strictly designed around receiving leads, it's very inefficient for us. The, the lead conversion is inefficient. The money that gets made is inefficient. They get burned out. So what we tell our guys, year one, 75% of your business can come from something that people gave you because that's, that's, that's the part they have the most trouble with is generating their own leads right. and their own business because they don't have the confidence. They don't have any experience. Yep. So somebody's got to pass something along to them. 75-25 year one, 50-50 year two, 75-25 opposite year three by year four, 100%. I don't want them taking leads. Right. You know? They'll be and there the for them as a crutch if necessary, but that's not your model. Absolutely. Your model is yeah, to just, teach them out of fish. I love it. Um, I know absolutely. ERS has always taught a third of the deal should be internet leads. A third of the yep. deal should be sphere of influence. A third of the deal should be on prospecting. And then in time, of course, everyone knows you should just work your SOI in time. That's so it. I really love how you broke that up. So 75-25, 75% leads you generate. Then the next year's 50-50. Then the next year's 75-25, the opposite way. And then hopefully yep. year four, they're in a position where they wouldn't even have to work the leads. But they're still going to because leads are going to still yep. probably be pouring in. One of the things that really stood out to me, Ryan, yep. when you came and visited in 2015 was your mailing campaign. And it's kind of funny because now flash forward to 19, um, I'm spending 20,000 a month on mailers, direct mail through yep. REI vault to help us find investment property. Yep. I know you had a very similar spend. I think you said 50 grand a month when you visited in 15. Was it that much? Do I remember this correctly? Man, we're, our, yeah, every territory, I'm, I'm $62,333 a month right now across the board or in just single territories yeah. i've overall. got uh i'm i'm mailed to a mailing list that's three about three hundred sixty thousand land okay. so you're eight hundred thousand a year almost a million dollars a year and then did you mention you started your own you have your like your own printing press and mailing company did you acquire so what we or did, you... i have i have a graphics designer here we haven't gone as far as to buy our own presses and do our own printing yet what we and did was we realized that the that's the golden goose for these printers uh, everything's going internet so a, a client like us I mean, we're literally getting it printed for ink yeah, cost cheap. and paper yeah. cost. And you're not There's having to renew the machines. And do you have any flyers right there you could grab for us? I see some stuff in the background. Anybody watching, these are all on YouTube. I know a lot of people listen on iTunes. If you want to go check this out, I don't have a timestamp right now with where we're at, but I think we're yeah. about 10 or 15 minutes in. There's a piece of mail right there. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere online someone could go to see that? 
Nope. The only way you get this is if you're a landowner and it comes in your mailbox. If you want Brian to send that to you, <laughs> <laughs> shoot him an email. I'm sure he'd be really happy to share it with you. I yeah. remember being super impressed, Brian, when you brought a few of yeah. those to Omaha back in 15. And uh, I've never seen marketing like it from any real estate company in residential yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, we had very to stand professional. Out. Yeah, it does for sure. It does. Our whole brand, our whole brand, and the whole platform we give a guy to, to stand on that come, can come to work with us is professionalism. Everything, every single thing we do, we take a step back and go, "How can we do it better?" And just just to your point earlier, uh, I don't own the printing presses. We've leveraged economy of scale to get the best prices possible. Right. The very first ones of these I ever mailed out, they were a dollar and sixty-seven cents a piece to print them, not mm -hmm. counting mailing them. Right now, my campaign costs me less than fifty cents to print them, mail them, and get them in the mailboxes. So, I mean, economy of scale is- You guys, look at, look at the cover, and I'll just, let me explain to the audience that's just listening that's not gonna pull up the video. The very front cover is the sun coming up over a Midwestern farm. I think there's a side-by-side, -side, probably a Polaris. There's an elk or a, 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 a big buck uh, with antlers in the top right <laughs> corner, which I believe is your logo. Um, it, it is, says, yeah. let us go to work for you. Yeah. I mean, What's you are- you? Speaking to the Midwestern farmer that that's landing in their mailbox. Um, and I love that you made the point that like you're not just selling, even though you specialize in these tracts of land that are probably leased or owned by hunters or, you know, whatever hobbyists might be yeah. out there, you'll take anything. I mean, of course, you're referring this out to agents in these different places and that's you guys correct. are willing to explore any type of project. Um, just for fun, let's throw this in there. What's yeah. the biggest project you guys have ever sold? What's the biggest property you've ever sold? And, and it could be in commission amount or acreage. Would you know that off the top of your head? 15,360 15, acres. Uh, 6.7 million is what that particular transaction was. So both sides of it would be 12 million. Oh my gosh. Speak, speak in your guys' language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. We have a board in the back of our office. Uh, it's, it's called the six-figure wall. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole bunch of checks back there of guys that have received over six figure incomes. Oh, that's uh, fine. Just on one deal. One deal. Six figure wall. I love it. We yeah. only have about 10 minutes. So let's try to connect these dots. 2011, yeah. you decide, let's get my real estate license. 2019, you're making $8 million. So how the heck did you get here? Uh, you know, man, the, the one thing I learned about business a long time ago is I didn't want to be, I didn't want a job. I didn't want to create a business that was a job for Brian that paid well. All my businesses have to be structured and they have to be run by businesses. So like right now, I own probably six or eight different businesses in various uh, gamuts of the world. I mean, whether it's finance or real estate or consulting, whatever it is, um, all those businesses run with or without me. You know, that's how sure. I want to build my businesses. So, so leverage. Is no different. You have to leverage, leverage technology knowledge, the ability to train. Do you mind me running so, through some questions that I think a lot of our audience members would be wondering? Ask away. Number one, what CRM are you using and how are you holding these teams in other states accountable? Yeah, so to, quit, to quote Grant Cardone, all CRMs suck. And the reason they suck is because they can't just take the, the stuff out of my brain and put it in there automatically. Someone actually has to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I have not personally found a great CRM system that works for land sales mm -hmm. uh, they're all the products all the products that are out there are built for um, residential and so there's too many fields and stuff and there it's like you'd have to have a decoding book to figure it out so basically we build one for every one of our guys that starts okay. uh, and it's basically on Google Drive so pay, you know pages template whatever they whatever they're comfortable with and we just hold them accountable to that we, we make sure that it's online so that our admin can can uh, service it and have yep. access to put leads in and out and we let them work their own. We just, what we are, we don't require anyone here. It's hard to get on our team, number one. 
uh, 61 applicants for every one hire, but that's a whole nother podcast, right? Um, yep. But what we end up doing with them is, is we don't necessarily hold them accountable. We give them best practices and show them the best way to do it. And they go out and do it and they see, we, we post our leaderboard just like you do things we've learned from you. At what are you using on your leaderboard? What software are you using for that? Well, we're, we've been using a, a product called CTE. We're now working with CSU, which was a recommendation of you. Awesome. And they are, uh, they are taking all of our information. We're a, a very data-driven. I think we're really freaking good at it, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. And I think that they're now talking with my, my director of operations, yep. and they're customizing CSU not only so it would benefit us, but so it'll benefit every client that comes down the pipe now. Because I mean, we awesome. really do run. We run our business off numbers. It's, it's not a guesstimate. It is sure. numbers-based. And, yep. um, you know, you, you always were good at speaking to that. And I think if anyone can dork out, it's you and I, I know we've exchanged lots of text messages talking. <laughs> we could. KPIs and ROI, ROT. Um, that's anyone correct. that's not familiar, CISU is a pretty amazing company. SISU.co. If you go to ERS, uh, ERSSISU.com, it'll give you the rabbit hole to go down to set up a demo call with them. Essentially, they track everything from lead into your system all the way to when it closes, all the return on investment, return on time, KPIs, leaderboards, gamification. It's better than anything I've seen out there. It trumps yep. CTE. It trumps all the other things out there. Yep. But I love Grant Cardone's sentiment. I mean, really, yep. if it's something that, like people have a CRM and then they don't hold their agents accountable. So it's like, you see, is only as good as the agent that's working it, just like that's any correct. tool out there, just like a shovel you'd buy or a hammer that you would swing. Um, yeah, so let me you, plug, that, let me yeah, plug this in there for you. So the big, the big problem is getting someone to use it. So we actually have data input people in my office as part of my staff that make sure the data goes in there, whether they want it in there or not. But now they still have to use it. But the basics of a CRM is, hey, organize your leads and have some sort of follow-up system. That's really all yeah. it needs. Yep. Once it gets to that, all you're trying to do is get them to hot, get them to hot, keep them on the phone, keep them in hot. You shouldn't yep. forget your hots. It just, it just gives you uh, a database. So when you, have, yep. when you don't have anyone to work, go down through that. Those people have raised That's their it. hand before and said, hey, I, I want to do business. Let me ask you this. In the investment world, I'm using Podio. In the coaching world, I'm using HubSpot. And in the <laughs> yeah. um, real estate world, I'm using Boomtown. It's literally three separate yeah. CRMs for three separate companies because of, they have to be that they're all you know, unique. Um, they're all one of the questions I have for you is once they've highlighted a lead from their SOI, let's say this lead says two years, 10 years down the road, they're interested. Do you have a mailing, snail mailing campaign for someone that indicates they're interested in selling land at some point? Or does the mail just go out to cold leads? We don't. So our mail goes out to a list of landowners. That's one thing that's specific about the land business. Okay. So everybody, everybody, when you walk in a grocery store, Jeff, every single person in that grocery store is going to buy a home on average seven times in their life. So everybody you see is a potential client, right? Not so in not the land, land. business. Yeah. You, you walk through that, you walk through that grocery store and there might be one or two people in the whole grocery store. So everything's got to be more targeted. Probably depends so, on what city you're in too. If you're in does. West Omaha, probably very limited on the landowners. That's correct. Yeah. So it's the same thing everywhere. So we just do very specific targeting on the direct mail campaigns, but it's followed up by a whole plethora of, of marketing that takes place, whether it's, re, you know, uh, retargeting ads or, or sure. but, but to answer your question, I don't necessarily put them in a quote unquote drip campaign. Our level of service, because our, because our client base is so small, we can't afford to mess any of them up. Mm -hmm. So we make our, our, we, we, our best practices is for the agent to continue up with whatever the follow-up process is. Our follow-up process came directly from what we learned from you guys when we came up there in 2015. You know, you got your nurture, you got your watch, you got your hot. Mm -hmm. Hey, when, it, when a lead comes in three times the first day, every other day after that, can you get them on the phone? Make sure right. you got at least 12 contacts before you try to quit. Talk Same to exact people. rules. Pretty simple. 
Yeah, talk to yeah, people. It, it means, There's people that talk it. bad about my team in my market, and they'll say, well, Jeff Cohn, he only has the number one team in Berkshire worldwide because they make more phone calls than everybody else. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why we're more successful. <laughs> we work more than all of you. I mean, that's really yeah, what the, it comes the number down one, to. When you get, yeah, the number one thing Grant says is, uh, and the reason I keep referring to him is because we use his product inside of our office as well. We keep, Every single agent that comes to us, goes through his university so they learn how to sell first and then they learn how to sell land after that and we we worked with him to put together a, a customized course that everybody goes to and it's awesome but oh that's cool um yeah it, it works out great but what he says is you have to beat obscurity first you can have the best product to be the best person but if no one knows you exist they can't do business with you first thing you got to do is beat obscurity to get in any business anywhere or scale anything you have to have a good product but now you got to go tell the world you got it Yep. So one of the reasons, and I'm going to show this with the audience, if you sit back and you think, okay, Brian's on 730 sides, average sales price 330, 8 million GCI. Why would he want to expand across six states? 730 units. Most ah, cities can warrant question. that. So yeah, great, great. I know, question. I think I can guess your answer, but why don't you share with the audience why you'd go so far out? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, man, sides? my goal, my goal originally was to do $1.25 billion in sales. I need a I need 173 agents averaging 209,000 in GCI to get that done. Uh, I've got 50 agents on board right now. So I've got 12 in the pipeline. I've got another 32 that I'm trying to hire. Um, how I'm many unit sales per agent per location per year? Depends on, depends on where they are, where they're at, but it's sure. generally going to be 24 to 36. Depend. I mean, I got some guys that are at a half a million dollars in GCI, but at, at the halfway market this year. Yeah. And then I got some guys that are at a hundred thousand sure. dollars, but they got to do two Oh nine. That's kind of my mark. But the reason you, you asked me the question was I need 1.25 billion in sales. And so I need to expand this thing out to 173 agents. All right. Perfect. We'll reach it. out to That's Brian. If you want to apply <laughs> one out of 63, if you think you're that special one, uh, reach it. out to Brian, see if you can be there. I already told you, and I'll tell you right now, live in front of everybody, I'd love yeah. for you to use us in, in around the Omaha area. I just have yeah. to find the right boots on the ground to do it. Sounds like Absolutely. a very reasonable deal too, the way that you guys break down all your commissions. Well, I could go another hour. I think our listeners could as well. Unfortunately, we're at time. That was 25 minutes. It went very fast. Um, yeah. We didn't really get the story, so we're going to have to bring you back on. Uh, but we would love to awesome. invite our audience to come out to one of our upcoming workshops. If you'd like to know upcoming dates for those, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Click on events. Um, I know next week, um, and by the time this is probably launched, it's going to be a couple weeks ago, but we're hosting a workshop at the end of October and we're now doing team building on Mondays and investing on Tuesdays. So those are married together, which is really unique. Uh, we will have some new dates up probably for next January or February. So stay tuned for those, but we always are hosting our um, summer event, which is the team building summit 2020, which I believe is going to be July 12th this year. That event is up on the website. VIP tickets for that are going for $397. And Brian, I'd like to try to get you out and I'll publicly invite you to come speak because I think land is an area that a lot of agents would like to learn more on that don't know a lot about land. I know for me personally, I refer it out, but I'd like us to learn it. I, I don't know how hard it is to learn it. I'm sure there are a yeah. lot of you know complicated parts to it, just like with commercial, but I would think it'd be unique for yeah. you to tell your story and speak to it and be it that you did attend an ERS workshop. And I believe for a time we're an ERS coaching client, I think it would behoove us to have you out. So if those dates work for you, I'd love to get you out here in Omaha, uh, summer of Absolutely. 2020. Yeah. And, like, and you know, the, the good thing about this is, is what we did, the way we grew our business, you asked this question earlier, so I'll wrap it up for you in a little bow here. The way we grew our business was through systems and processes. Okay. And a lot of those systems and processes we had to learn and, and come into your uh, clinic, just like we did, 
you know, we're in a different business, but we're still able to grab the little nuggets from this and the nuggets from that. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? Uh, not research and development, but rip off and duplicate. There it is. Boom. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. You know, yeah. and I said it the last time I came up in front of everybody that if yeah. I was going to do a residential brokerage, all I would do is join it. I would plug in. I'd have you teach everybody and bada bing, bada boom. And in five years, you'd be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. No ifs, ands, or buts. Find a, find, a, find a lead generation mechanism, find out what works, make it a process, hire people to convert the leads. Everybody wins. They win because they, they get to become an agent yep. that's doing more business than they could if they didn't have all those processes in place. And that's exactly what we offer. And that's exactly what we got from you. You couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what we believe as well. And when people fail to succeed, it's because they fail to execute um, and they don't know what to execute. So what Elite Real Estate Systems Team Leader Coaching is all about, you guys, for $1,000 a month. We have a weekly one-hour call with a 30-minute Q&A after that call with team leaders, teaching them exactly the actionables that you can take to your business to see this type of scalability that you see Brian go from 2015. What were your numbers, Brian? You were about, I think 2015, I did 86 sides. Yeah, I did 86 sides in 2015. Yeah, I remember for a while we were kind of neck and neck and now you've just completely surpassed us as well. And I think it's awesome what you've built. Um, I know a lot of people are watching you and wanting to emulate kind of what you've done. So thank you for coming on the show. We'll definitely have you back on and would love to see you speak next summer. This is the caliber of person yep. we want inside of Elite Real Estate Systems. We want to grow together. We don't believe that we know it all. We know we don't know it all. We've never arrived. We're always learning more and wanting to bring this to the country. And that's why I started this podcast four years ago. We're getting over 70,000 downloads a month right now on the podcast. And people are eating up the content because we teach people to stop working. Every other coaching organization in the country that I know of in residential real estate teaches people to be a hamster on a wheel. We don't want to be hamsters. If you're on my yeah. podcast, it's because you're learning how to teach others to be like you and then eventually teach them to stop yep. being hamsters as well. And that's what true that's leaders exactly. do is they teach their followers to be just like them. So you're a great example of that. We appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks, Jeff. Man, I appreciate you having me and I'd love to do it again. If anyone has any questions or anything, they can reach out to me personally or they can just keep, keep pestering you to have me on again and have a list of questions and I'd love to answer them all, man. It's, it's just unique that, that uh, we've, that I know we have a lot we could talk about, but it's it's because uh, my business model is different, but it's not. It's just no, how very similar. It, you know. Yep. Go out there to iTunes. We have almost over 100 reviews on iTunes, all five star. Uh, go out and give Brian a shout out. It's B-R-Y-H-N-C-R-A-F-T. Um, let him know how great of a job he did today and what you took away from this episode. And until next time, we appreciate you guys following the Team Building Podcast with Jeff Cohn. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Ye